Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know what that music means. It's the NFL on Fox podcast presented by Verizon. Join me four times a week with Fox on-air personalities and NFL legends. Follow the NFL on Fox podcast on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from New York. It's the show that's congratulating Chris Broussard on being on Colin's show. It was great. You loved it. It was just a few minutes it ago. It was fantastic and a, a great hit. Yeah, I watched it every week. It's Thank really you. good. You what? always deliver. It's first thing I first. I get invited and brew Colin. I'm invite Wilds. Post show. <laughs> invite Wilds. Get me on the volume. <laughs> uh, well, Brock Purdy outplay Dak Prescott. Mm, we've got. 50 stats that Nick will just say, I test. <laughs> Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers, well, he's already wearing shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he details his plan to return to the football field. And finally, it's Wednesday, which means in 59 short minutes, mm. the illustrious return of tears. That is game footage. Shout out to Huff. Look at that. Wow. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, how did you spend your birthday night? Working on tears? Committee meeting. Yeah. Wow. Each member of the committee, except for Charles, got me a present. It was very nice. Wow. Yeah. Charles. Yeah, bad nice. look by him. But he's, you know, he's tenured. He, he, he's untouchable. So what do you get into it? Uh, we start with more Super Bowl talk coming out of Dallas. Uh oh. Brew, you'll like this one. Old reversal. <laughs> Jerry Jones says it's actually the 49ers who are not only headed to the Super Bowl, they're probably going to win. Take a listen. They are right now uh, probably the uh, most likely team to uh, go in the Super Bowl. And, uh, but in order for them to get there, they've got to go by us, uh, hopefully two times. You don't need the game to tell you that you're playing the best, but you need the game to uh, show you uh, how you stack up against the best. Brew, your reaction. You're welcome. Jerry, you're welcome. For what, for I, I've, been on, I've been on these airways for years mm. uh-huh. saying that Jerry Jones, with all his predictions, all his Super Bowl this, Super Bowl that, we're the team to beat, mm-hmm. take a bow, this is our year, that all of that nonsense creates unnecessary pressure and drama for his Cowboys. Yeah. And now he has finally taken Bro. my advice. I don't. And listen to me. He loves the show. Because before this, you know what he would have said? He would have went on the fan, I think that's where he was in Dallas, and said, oh, they're undefeated, but they got to come through Wait, us. Before what? We're the, this he is our year. Before, before hearing my rant oh, last before week. you. This is our year. That's <laughs> true. All right, everybody loves the Niners. They look great. Okay. This Brock Purdy kid mm-hmm. playing well. But them Cowboys, them Cowboys going to have something to say about true. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Instead, he <laughs> took a different approach, and he's attempting. I don't think it'll work. But he's attempting to put the pressure he's on San Francisco. So now San Francisco, he's trying to put Larry it on the David Niners. Style? They have to come out now. And everybody's like, oh, Jerry said the Niners are the better team. He's trying to lull them to sleep. Take a little bit of the edge off. You know, now, now it's like, like, oh, we hate the Cowboys. They're always talking that mess. Now it's like... Oh, yeah, Jerry, oh, he, he knows how great we are. And, and boy, wait, hold on, wait. for his own team, for his own team, it sure. will make them look like, oh. Another game. Okay, no, we, we, we got to go prove to Jerry Jones that wait. we are indeed Bro, the team to beat wait in second. the NFC. Hold so, Jerry, you're welcome. Well you're, done. Okay, yeah. all right. You don't actually believe that last part, do you? What, what part? That the Niners' <laughs> approach to this game. I don't think wait, it'll on. work. I wait, think that's wait. what Jerry's trying. I don't think it'll work, but I think uh, that's so, what he's trying oh, okay. to do. He's to do like if I came on the show, Nick, man, I, you had some great takes yesterday, yeah. man. You are the uh-huh. man. You yeah. just do. And, I you know, and then you get comfortable, and, and then, then I just smack you around. Like, you I don't think that. This is commentary is going to have any impact on the game. Mm. I don't think Jerry's commentary 
really has any impact on any of the games. I think that the Cowboys tune him out because for all of them, for their entire careers with the Cowboys, Jerry's been going on the radio saying crazy things. But for those folks that do believe his commentary puts undue pressure on them, which of which I'm not one, then according to that logic tree, this is a very smart move. Because the Niners are, in my opinion, unlike Dallas, they are the other than Buffalo. Serious? No. Not silly. No, no, no. A team that has if they do not reach slash win the Super Bowl. It is a failure for them because they've been banging on the door for four years. They made a Super Bowl. They then had a year where their quarterback was hurt. Then made back-to-back conference championship games. You the only it, other Nick. team, no, that the Niners you, are you a Super Bowl or bust team. Yeah, yes, S-Bob. I agree with They're that. An I, I, I agree that they are. That Buffalo is. The Chiefs are. The Bengals are. Teams that the have Cowboys. been in. No, because the I don't want to have this S Bob okay. debate okay, with you right now. Okay. Because those teams have all been banging on the door. Been to conference championship games. All of them, but Buffalo been to the Super Bowl recently and are trying to pay it off. The Chiefs obviously have paid it off. The other teams have come up short. The Niners this year have massive pressure on them. And Jerry is, I think, smartly trying to up the pressure. Now, I think the Cowboys are going to fare very well on Sunday. I think the Cowboys are better than the Niners. I think the Cowboys are going to win the game. But what I also think is this. If that happens... Everyone will just move the goalposts. If we are here Monday and the Cowboys have beaten the 49ers, do you know what, either on this show or all of the shows, a large part of the conversation will be? Yeah, but show it to us in the playoffs. It, they will. In, it will. In, it's if, a little, the, I hear, if the Niners a win, bit of it will. There too, but right? if the Niners win, it will be a referendum on Dallas. And if the Cowboys win, it will be. Talk to me in three months. That, to me, seems like asymmetrical grading purposes for two teams that the Niners, while they've been more successful, the Niners haven't won a Super Bowl. The Niners don't have – it's not like, well, they've earned this massive Chiefs-level benefit of the doubt. The night, what the but Niners the have done – the Cowboys will get a lot of love. If they, if they beat Sam – you don't think they, – they were getting a lot of love when they were 2-0. I think if you if – on Monday, if the Cowboys win by three points, I don't think you'll come out here and say they're better than San Francisco. Yes. I don't think you'll come out here and we'll, say we'll you trust them. How it plays out. I don't think you will. I might. I'm not. I, 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 if they beat the team head to head, he's, he's not did even. You, did you it, say the Lions were better than Kansas City? There you go. City? This is my point exactly. Did I'm you say the Lions right were better than no, Kansas City? No, I am not. I'm telling you right now what will happen. The, the, if the Niners we'll win this they, game, if they smack it will be a referendum. Nobody thinks it's going to be a blowout either direction. It will be a good win. If they beat San Francisco, it will be a good win. I will give them love. I, got, I don't know how much more love I can give them. I said after 2-0 that they, right now, they were playing the best football in the NFC. Yeah, the, that, that's not so love. Bro, hold on. If the Cowboys go into San Francisco and defeat the undefeated 49ers who haven't lost in, is it 12 games? Have they won 13 games? Since they played the Chiefs. Since yeah. they played the Chiefs. Right. You might come on Monday and say the 49ers are still better than the Cowboys? Maybe yeah. I have to see how. I, the, well, no, but hold on. Mm-hmm. Are we? Patriots did we come on too. and say Arizona was better than Dallas? I mean, you they're gonna San Francisco's gonna lose this year, mm-hmm. at some point. And guess what? They're probably gonna lose to a team that's worse than them. And Kansas City has already lost to a team that's worse. Than, it happens in the NFL. But if it it depends on right, how it happens. I, I think Dallas is I think it's San Francisco, Philly, and Dallas. They're all right Brew, there. I agree with you that like we're gonna do tears later. The Lions and the Seahawks have played this year. They're both three and one. The Seahawks beat the Lions. If someone wants to make the case, the Lions, despite that, are better than the Seahawks. I don't think you can just be like they played one team one. It, right. I agree with you there. Where I am saying it is there is and unfairness is not really the right word, but a lack of balance is if the Niners win the game and anyone comes on television and is like, I still think Dallas is better, they will be called a fool. But there's a reason for that, Nick. It's not like the reason is that San Francisco's beaten them twice in the playoffs and this would have been the third straight time. Just like if Dallas wins, if people, and I'm not saying I will, but if people say, the Niners are still better. There will be a reason. 
The, the last two playoff yeah, those seasons. Pl those playoff games, by the way, are somewhat famous for the fact that the final play of the game, the, ga the result was still in question. They were not, they, they were not dominations. Right. Now, the Cowboys' final play of each of those games was cartoonish in its ineffectiveness, mm -hmm. whether it was Dak running the quarterback draw or the Zeke play. But they were not, it was not the Niners-Seahawks playoff game right. or the, where, where they were lopsided or the, the Cowboys-Bucks playoff game where one team was just head and shoulders clearly better. Both of them were hard fought, very close, yep. one-score games came down to the very end. I'm going to have a fire take. Whatever team wins that game is better. Yeah. I'm going to say it's better. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wilds is ready to say the Vikings are better than the Chiefs. He's one game away from it. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, let's check in on the content well that is the Micah Parsons podcast. You may remember a few weeks ago, Micah, in a somewhat compliment, called Purdy a top 15 quarterback. Well, here he is on Purdy Now. I already told y'all Brock Purdy is the real deal. I mean... Brock Purdy has dominated. He has not lost a regular season game yet. We have our hands full. Brock Purdy keeps proving himself week in, week out, dominating, doing what he do. Um, the question is, will we have uh, Brock Purdy his first loss of the season? That's something we don't know. That's why we let the pass talk. We let football talk for us. And it goes things like that. This is going to be a very good game. Wow. Sounds That's like respect. my co-hosts. Uh, I mean, Brock Purdy's undefeated. He's the real deal. Uh, no, I mean, listen. Part, we can't say the, it. And Michael no, Parsons Brock, can't I'm just say saying. You guys, no, say no you guys, it. I'm just saying. I feel like Michael would fit right in on that side of the table. Uh, did you notice the respect, great. though? What? Oh, yeah. Last week, it was <laughs> redemption's coming, boy. Y'all yes. check us because out. Because they're playing Wait till an we awesome beat them team. boys down. Yes. Now it's like, we're going to see what. Yeah, because like they're respect playing them. an that's awesome. That's because the, the right difference mentality. between. But also quarterback. Wait, hold on. The difference he respects between, Brock Purdy okay. clearly. Okay. The difference between playing the Wobegon Patriots in Dallas and playing the Niners in San Francisco, of course he is going to have more respect for one. And, and no, the, to answer the question, no, I do not expect Brock to outplay Dak. I do not think. Brock is better than Dak, and I know that you hate when I do. It's weird. You don't like when I do the hypotheticals. If this guy were here, what would he look like? But that is almost the entirety of a lot of our NBA discussions. Really? Every, yeah, really? everything about the Bucks right now. It's like, well, now Dame in a different environment, what's he going to look like? We do these things but all different. the time that was a in different sports. Right if now, Dame hadn't been traded there and that demanded a trade, we wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh. If I came on TV as, uh, uh, two months ago and said that Jamal Murray is better than Damian Lillard, what people would say is, well, hold on. You, if you put Dame on that Nuggets team in place of Jamal, are they better or worse? We do it all the time across all sports. So I am going to continue to do it here. If you put Dak Prescott on the 49ers, are they better or worse? I believe they are far better. Can't be I better. believe they never lost. Okay, yeah, but yeah, they, they are. Get, that's, that's real. That's a fact. They, they, they haven't lost with Brock Purdy. Would they have a year. loss with They with would not have a better record this year. That is correct. They are 4-0. Oh. How about every I, game Brock Purdy has started? Would Dak win more of those games? They might not have gotten. They might have won the Super Bowl. Actually, yes, okay. they might have won down the like Super Bowl. The strength of the, the tendons in your elbow. Well, yeah, that, that. I mean, by the way, that that matters. The ability okay. to take a hit in football matters. Well, his, if the Cowboys Brock had Brock Purdy, would they be worse? The answer is unequivocally yes. How is it? Uh, it can't be unequivocally yes because we what? don't know. Unequivocally is. Absolutely, positively, okay. it's yes, a for, fact because we all I understand see with all hypotheticals, we have to okay, – it is a matter of opinion. In my opinion, it is unequivocally okay. yes. And so, no, I don't know why we would expect Brock Purdy to outplay Dak Prescott in this okay. game. Remember you did – Honestly – Can I do one thing? Yeah, and then I'm going to throw you an alley-oop. You can just dunk it. I'll be like Dwayne you know, Wade. Exactly. I was going to yeah. do a basketball analogy. Yeah. Remember when you did uh, common opponents and I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit because I hate that? Uh, yeah, all I said was the Cowboys and the Niners both played the Jets and one beat them by 30 and one beat them by 18. Yes. Gotcha. Or so both played the Giants. They both played the Giants. Now they both played the Giants and the Cardinals. Yes. So I updated the common opponents uh -oh. thing. I played some dirty pool because yeah. I didn't like when you wow. did it. Wow. But now I'm going to do the same thing to I like you. Wow. That, yeah. you know, you're not going to like that I'm doing no, it to you. I don't. In every cat, these are the common opponents. You used it against me. I now. used it for a team. Guys. But no, no Nick, that's two, two out of four games. I under it's half guys, the game. Common opponents, not. and one guy's cooking. 
The other guy, every not, single the other guy shook it. statistical I that, category. I didn't know what that Brock meant. Purdy is going to have better numbers. Okay. I would argue okay. that based on what we saw last year, if Jimmy were the quarterback for the Niners right now, everything would be the same. No, because Jimmy makes the, mistakes. Okay, well let's Brock let's, doesn't make mistakes. Let's look at the Niners last year. Jimmy and Brock. And by the way, Brock had, more Brock had Christian the entire time, mm-hmm. and Jimmy had Christian for five of his ten games. And you're right, Brew. It is a lot more games for Jimmy. And yet the mistakes that you were saying one never makes and one does mm-hmm. is far. So that is my point. Nobody thinks Jimmy's better than Dak. Nobody. But last year. Jimmy's not were, as good as Brock. The, you would admit that, I think. Yeah, well, that Garoppolo's not quite as good as Brock Purdy. Yes, no. I, I, okay. Well, yeah, he's not. Of, yeah, yeah right. I agree. But up, you guys. But you, you understand now what you guys are doing. You guys are now using all of the same arguments you used for Jimmy Garoppolo. For Brock Purdy, while retroactively being like, I'm, Jimmy Garoppolo's not that no, good. No, but all of the of same what, things applied. Well, first of all, I liked Jimmy. And the graphic I mainly used was the 70% wins. I didn't throw yeah. at Jimmy's individual numbers versus Dak or whoever. Yeah. So let me, let me, I'm a, you're not going to like this because it's going to be some more numbers, but let me say this. Had I grown to be 6'10, I think I could have made it to the NBA. 100%. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Oh, but let me say this Brock Purdy, will he outplay Dak? There's no reason to think he won't. Because let's see the stats. I know, Nick, it's numbers, and you hate numbers. I don't hate These numbers. These are this year's numbers. Brock Purdy's got him beating everything. Completion percentage, passing yards per attempt, per game, TD to interception ratio, passer rating, which is number one in the league. And then when you look at the head-to-head last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Now, Brock wasn't spectacular, but he didn't throw two okay. interceptions. Who had the better passer rating in their one playoff game? Brock. So Brock is playing better this year. Brock, Brock played yes. better in the head-to-head matchup yes. in the playoffs. So why in the world would I think that Brock won't play better Sunday night? I mean, he's he's been better every time. Because just about all the metrics. we have evidence of Dak Prescott in adverse circumstances against excellent defenses over the course of his career, some games where he blows it entirely, and some games where he's great. We have never seen that for Brock. So I would, so I, against this Cowboys defense, Mm -hmm. I would would expect Brock Purdy to struggle some. I would expect, I think Dak, because in part he understands. Yeah, I think the Cowboys defense is better than the Niners, but that's fine. They're both excellent defenses, we agree. I think that what we are doing, the reason I get so frustrated with Brock Purdy and the conversation is the same exact thing Wilds just did with those I was doing in the common opponent thing, a team versus team comparison. That is so different than any individual player versus player comparison. And so if we were to list the 10, 10 best 49ers, Brock Purdy's name would not be said. The 10 best guys on the team. I I'm not sure about that. Oh, you, you want to hear him? No, but I'm well, not sure Okay, about well that. then, well, I no. Because it, it's, a, it's another hypothetical. It's that's, another that's, subjective, no, I'm asking you. subjective I'm asking thing. you your opinion. I mean, Brock, look, Brock Purdy has been what better than Dak Prescott. I mean, there's no question about it. He has, His numbers are better. They both have good though? receivers. Is he better? He's playing better in the situation he's in. Okay, okay. I don't want to, like, sit here and, are, well, if that, what if Dak was in New England? How Would he be any no, good? No, but that's how we determine that. But that, that, no, guess, we don't go all this ifs, ands, or buts. We don't. We look at what Patrick Mahomes has done and say he's better than Josh Allen. We don't go, if Lamar was in Kansas City, would he bro, be? We don't do that. Bro, if do Lamar you, had Eric B. enemy. Hold on. But we and Andy absolutely Reed. I've do never do heard it. that. Really? Is Justin Herbert a, a good, very good, great, or bad quarterback? He's a very good quarterback. Based on what? His numbers. His okay, so based on and, and, and watching him and do the, so the fact that he's never won a playoff game and he's at 500 as a career. Why do you not hold that against him? Because I watch him and he okay. puts up good numbers. So we're but I watch Brock Purdy too. The, the, so, so, you act like there's not Brock Purdy and you talk about he's dinking and dunking. You no, know what? I don't say Guess he's who's got more ten yard air completions? No, I have not said that Brock about Purdy. him this year. More fit twenty yard ones. Brock Purdy yes. than Dak. What I said and Brock is, Purdy has thrown the ball twenty fewer I times. Said, twenty five fewer I, times. 
Drew, that is not because I also, like you, watch the games. That has not been a critique of mine of him this year one time because it's not accurate. What is accurate is for what the is wrong with what he's doing straight here? year, the Niners, after five straight years of leading the league in it, they're now pacing the lead the league in yards after catch. They are but guys are running, not the guys are catch. running wide open. That is a testament to Shanahan, the receivers, and the scheme. And so I am, as I said last week, I am allowed to do exactly the same thing you guys are doing. It's just a matter of degree. Because if it is about numbers and record, then the question we should be asking that we're not going to get to is, is Brock Purdy the NFL's MVP? But instead, the question is, is Christian McCaffrey the MVP. Because if he's got the best passer rating, Brew, and he's never lost, and he's throwing the ball all over the field, why are you not because making the case? Because it's a gumbo of things. I mean, really. You look, exactly. at, a, you look at a lot of things. And I exactly. think Purdy's got more of those things than that. So, but you are, you are conceding the point that you are allowed to, in evaluating a quarterback, say all of his numbers say he's this, but I actually think he's this. We agree. The question is the degree of it. His numbers say he is arguably the best quarterback in the NFL and one of, off to one of, the greatest starts of any player in league history. Mm-hmm. He's never lost. He has. Does anybody think no. he is? Okay, so we're all but doing it. But the thing, mm-hmm. like, you, you, you're saying he's never faced adversity. I would say he's being Mr. Irrelevant. I would say quarter. being Mr. Irrelevant that- and being thrown in to start on a team that is expected to win the Super Bowl, or at least reach the Super Bowl, is a lot of adversity. And, and what I am saying, I would say being thrown in after five starts to start a playoff game is adversity. I, I am what to be to, because you've said this twice to me now, and I'll just be very quick here to be clear. I we we are talking about different, I guess, types of adversity. What I am saying is he literally has had no. Adversity within a football game as far as this type of adversity. My team is trailing. It is late. I've got to be great. He's trailed for two minutes in the fourth quarter in his career. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's, that's, some of that's a little bit of a credit to him, too, for putting some points on yeah, the Yeah, but board. you give him credit for the, the for his first game ever against the Bucks and Tom Brady when the Bucks scored seven points. That's not his, his doing. Did, how did he play? Though? He played great. Okay. I mean, we saw, look. Harden is back. <laughs> Might be leaving. Next, first things first, and the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. James Harden back with the Sixers for training camp in Colorado. A little bit of better late than never. According to Woj, Harden, quote, wants to make the 76ers uncomfortable. So uncomfortable, ultimately they don't think they'll get the best out of him and make a trade. Okay? Your approach when you first got to the show was. <laughs> At the same time, Harden was there wearing a Sixers t-shirt in elevated practice because they're in Colorado. Yeah. Um, and he looks in shape. Yeah, yeah he, he does. Wear a suit. Yeah. So, how do you see this playing out, Nick? I mean, if James Harden wants to salvage what there is of his reputation and of his career, he'll show up, be a good player, play his best, and hope to get moved at some point. I... Brew, I was thinking about this today. That James Harden's basketball story or legacy mm-hmm. is maybe the most Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde I've ever seen. All right, on the good, he has more first-team All-NBAs than Steph and Dame combined. He has more top three MVP finishes than Steph, Dame, and Russ combined. Wow. He has... The only players in league history to average more points per game in a single season than James Harden are Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan. That's the good column. The bad column is maybe the most notorious playoff choker of his generation and is trying to set the all-time record for teams quit on in cartoonish fashion. From showing up overweight with the Rockets to quitting live in a game yeah. on a loose ball against the Kings with the Nets, and to going to the nightclub and having the bottle service ladies hold up a sign that says, my GM is a liar, with after doing it internationally with the Sixers. <laughs> to be fair, he may not so, have ordered that. Okay, well, he, Someone may have ordered uh, okay, that. Okay, like, yes. I love this. But we, but we also he know what he did it, in China. And we also know what he did in China. Yes. And so I just... 
if he really does quit on the Sixers, ah, my back hurts, whatever, he is more famous for the bad than the good by a wide margin, which is amazing because the good is historic stuff mm-hmm. that I just listed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I hope he does the right thing. I'm not confident no, in it. No, look, you're right. And James, I get it. He, he's, first of all, he's lost a lot of money. <laughs> now, it's, a lot of it's his fault, and I don't mean the quitting obviously yeah. is bad enough, but he, he had an opportunity to sign a huge contract extension with the Nets. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, and your teammates were just Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I mean, you think you could win some championships with them? Maybe. No. <laughs> no, I don't. They never gave all. themselves a chance, but that's neither here nor there. But my boy, you know, like, he has blown. So I get why he's upset, and he does feel like I, I helped the Sixers out mm-hmm. last year, gave up some money. My man Daryl Morey didn't hook me up, and now we're at odds. I get the human element, but at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to do something you don't feel like doing. And James Harden, for as you said, for his career, if he wants to continue, not only the reputation he has, but going forward, the best thing for him to do is stay in Philly until they trade him and play his butt off. Number one, it'll help your reputation. Number two, you actually, if they, if he and Embiid and Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey and a nice group of role players played their best, they're in the hunt. They are absolutely in the hunt, and, and they're, they're more in the hunt than the Clippers. Because I think you can't count on Kawhi being healthy. Paul, and the West is deep, the West as is, is the East. But So I'm just saying, and no team can give him an extension now. Yeah. So it's not like you say, I want to go to the Clippers because they're going to pay me. We don't know that. And next year, the teams with cap space are not very good. All right, San Antonio, Orlando, Utah, Charlotte. Like, none of them are going to want him. It's- and so he's got to play well have a professional attitude so some team will say next summer, yeah. all right, James, James but can you help But you think us. he should play out the whole year? Well, play until – He doesn't I, want to. I think, no, I think he can still hold out, like I want to be traded, but until then, I'm, okay, I'm so, all in. So, for so the then service. they're in first place. Like, by the way, we're in first place because I've been on my best behavior and giving it my all and staying late and running the stairs like I used to. Remember, I want to be traded. Well, like, you can oh, drop you, it if you want to drop it. You can drop it. What? How do you? See but he's got to play. Out I don't know. I don't have a firm grasp on what he wants. Is he? I know he's mad about the money. I think he's just. It's but, personal. It's only personal. But what? But do. Here's the thing. The Dame. We felt like we all knew what was going on with Dame because Dame has a great relationship with Chris Haynes and Chris we, told us we were getting yeah. good reports. Do we know exactly? I think it's like, all right, you wanted out of Houston. They were rebuilding. So you showed up. You didn't play. Then you did play well, and you didn't play again. Brooklyn, why? You heard of these drips and drabs. He needs to sit down with someone other than just saying Daryl Morey's a liar, and that's it. I kind of want to go to the Clippers. We see this report from Woj, and then we see him playing at the same time. It didn't look like he's making anything uncomfortable. So I think he needs a better media strategy. Well, he needs he better people around him. He clearly has, uh, has needed that for a while. And then lastly, Wilds. All of the p- people that were trying to keep their powder dry for Giannis, now that Dame's well, with them, take. they now, well, I was going to say, are keeping their eyes on Embiid and keeping oh, that yeah. same powder oh. dry if Absolutely. this thing goes totally awry, which is, I think, what Harden thinks his leverage is, but that could be mutually assured destruction. He could blow up everything in Philly and make himself untouchable for the rest of the league yeah. except for on the middle. All right, let's do Lakers real quick. Hey, the Lakers conversation is better. I had a quick comment. That's all right. All right, check in the odd couple. Seven to ten. Uh, <laughs> seven to ten is and five ready. After being dispatched in last year's Western Conference Finals, Lakers are eager to avenge their losses and the trash talk coming out of Denver. Quick review. After LeBron pondered retirement, Mike Malone went on McAfee and said, hey, speaking of the Lakers, I want you guys to know this is breaking news. I'm thinking about retiring, so don't tell anybody. Everybody had a good laugh. <laughs> Except LeBron, that is, who went to Instagram said, by the way, enjoy your life, but just know I'm the sun. I stay on forever. You know, there are some more fatalistic things. The sun eventually will burn out. So don't about it. Then there was the parade where Mike Malone was just on full blast. And the Nuggets announcer referred to him as, quote, the Lakers' daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Reeves has heard enough. Take a listen. I think everybody knows it was pointed at us. Um, you know, they can do it indirectly, um, you know, if they want. But, you know, I think it was very obvious to 
you know, the the public eye. That's why everybody was talking about it. Anytime you, you know, get the schedule, you, I mean, for me at least, I looked at the first couple games and then the Christmas game, and um, obviously, you know, I was happy to see Denver, um, you know, on the, the first game. Okay. You like that, bro? 20 days yeah, away. He's not saying it like, yeah. I'm glad we got the Nuggets first night. Oh, you so want I, more no, no, I'm, I'm gonna give him a little leeway on that. Okay. But the comment, it wasn't a braggadocious comment. But AD saying, yeah, LeBron and I have talked about it. It's putting the Lakers in a position where, look, it's one of 82. So it's there's nothing gonna come out of the first game. But it's kind of like, oh, y'all that upset. LeBron and AD have had conversations about the, the Nuggets chirping. Austin Reeves says, yeah, we want them in game one. You better win. Because yeah. Denver, it's not going to matter to Denver. They're going to come out there. I, I, we'll see how they play. But win or lose, no big deal to them. Now the Lakers have talked all this smack, hmm. made it a big game. You better win. Because if agree. you don't, then it's going to be like, oh, they, they, I, that, they not, well, it, And here's the thing. I think people – misremember like what why did the Nuggets sweep the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals I think what everyone remembers is Darvin Ham being like we'll be all right and the Rui stuff or whatever Mm -hmm. it is Joker was obviously great in that series he was great in every series he was great all year he was sensational the reason that series went the way it did was because Jamal Murray had one of the greatest conference finals in NBA history not an exaggeration he was 33, 6, 5, and 3 on 50, 40, 95 splits. For a little context, any conference final, all of NBA history, only LeBron, Kobe, Steph, Akeem, and shout-out Amari Stoudemire have ever averaged more points in a conference finals than Jamal Murray did in that one. So if you're the Lakers, I think you look at it and say, we have more continuity. We added a tiny bit this offseason while the Nuggets lost a critical piece. Right. In, not not critis- not super critical, but an important piece of Bruce piece, Brown. Yeah. That we, if we can just, if we run that thing back, and Jamal Murray just plays a level instead of super duper hall. He averaged more points in that conference. Guy. I know, but Bruce, like, he averaged more points in that conference finals than Michael Jordan ever averaged in any conference finals. That's probably not going to happen again. I know the scoring is different. I understand that, but so I think the Lakers, and I think by the way. The other key for the Lakers having a chance is the guy we heard from. Who on the Lakers do we expect should still be a, yeah, that, on the – That's what's interesting. Is how much better right. can he be? And we, we joke with you about saying that's a big three. But, look, he, had, he was great against them in the conference yes. finals. 21 points a game, 50% shooting from three mm-hmm. in overall. And you would think, even though they lost – you would think he would have improved in confidence oh. and ability yes. from his experience with Team USA. Yes. So, 100%. I'm looking for big things from Okay. Denver is still favored by from five him. and a half. They'll probably win by eight, maybe ten. Nugget. Yeah. You're, you're giving out picks on week, game one of NBA? <laughs> yeah, that's what people You've been for. hanging out with me too long, man. <laughs> oh, we're talking Mac Jones. Gambling talk three weeks out. Have you heard about Fox Super 6? It's the free new game on the Fox Sports app that is giving away $10,000 in cash prizes every week. All you have to do is answer six fun, quick questions about this week's NFL matchups. The questions range from picking winners of games to predicting four-player performances. It's fun and, again, free to play. Play Fox Super 6. Just download the Fox Sports app and make your picks for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. When your picks win, you win money. <laughs> All right, bad news, good news out of New England. First, the defense, bad news. Christian Gonzalez out for the year. The good news, we have re-signed Mr. INT, J.C. Jackson from the Chargers, which I called two weeks ago. You did. Bad news on the offense side. Matt Max Jones. Is your quarterback. What's going on here? Didn't look too very didn't look too franchise quarterbacky. The good news, it's uncharacteristic according to Bill O'Brien. Take a listen. I thought that last game for Mac, some of the, the decisions that he made were very uncharacteristic of Mac. And I think he'll he'll get back to to doing it the way you know he knows how to do it. And he's just trying to make a play. He's wanting to win. He's very competitive. And, you know, maybe the plays weren't great. So I have to be involved in that big time with him. I understand that. And, uh, you know, I think you'll see a lot of improvement in Mac as we keep moving forward here. You know what? I'll take that. I like that. But it's super characteristic. 
There's one year of his career he wasn't a turnover machine, and it was the year they had the training wheels on. They wouldn't let him throw the ball down the field. Now that they do, he throws a lot of picks. He's not very good. So, I mean, it just is. It's super characteristic. It's exactly who he's always been. So, I just have this question for you, sure. Wilds, because I want the Patriots to be relevant again. I like you. I like your family. The show. I like I your like sons. You. The, um, the, at what point will you start rooting for losses? Rooting for losses? At what point? Yeah, because you're going to be like, we, we need a quarterback. You're going to no. look at that. Forget the whole AFC. You're going to look at the division and say, he's never going to compete with Josh Allen. Well, he's true. never going to compete with what they're building in Miami. We are going to need a force multiplier at quarterback. If you lose to the Saints, um, will you be there? I'm going to start to get upset. Because here they go, Saints, Raiders, and then Buffalo, Miami. Buffalo, Miami are losses, buddy. They're losses. <laughs> Why, so, get blown but out it, by the it, Dolphins? it's interesting, Nick. You look at, I think, five. I'm not saying they will win these games. Five of their next nine, I know, that's a long way, are winnable. Yeah. Because you look, after, they're going to lose, as you said, Buffalo, Miami. Mm-hmm. Washington, Indy, the Giants, the Chargers, the Steelers, and then the two that they got coming up. Like, I'm not, they aren't going to win all those, but those are winnable games for them. Okay. All right. The, I just want to know, Wilds, resident Patriot fan, when you're gonna when you're gonna want them to turn. I am not going to ever root for losses. Period. First of all, we're not going to be that bad, so it wouldn't help to to root for that many losses. Here's what I'm worried about, Mac Jones. Does he have the cannon of an arm? No, no, no. no he does not. So is his arm? If his arm got hurt, I would be worried. Does he? Is he super mobile? No, no, no. Nope, not super mobile. But is. Are his legs hurt? No, he's still fine. That doesn't matter. The thing that he is great at is decision-making. Is he? Yes, he is. <laughs> First 15, that's about it. For what? Oh. First 15 on the script. Oh. When he knows exactly he's run those plays. Well, like, he was good in college. He had, like, the best completion percentage of you all time in college. You can't bring up weapons ever. We're bringing up high school every I other mean, show. He shouldn't I can't be bringing up like, the Gatorade. He's a, he's all, I mean, if you set the record in college for completion percentage, it feels like I can just bring it up as a salient point <laughs> that the guy's a good decision-maker and throws a pillowy ball. Yeah, okay, there's go one go thing I don't, I don't love. If you lose self-confidence, you start doing silly stuff. He's got four interceptions this year. One was like, kind of like, I threw it too high, physical mistake. Whatever, that happens. One, he tried to take a shot. Devontae Parker didn't get it. Fine. The, the dart across the field was a decision-making mistake, which I hated. And then this muffin that he threw, this one, I, this is the one I actually hated, Greg. Because it's just this little soft pillow, no confidence. Just, man, throw the ball. Yeah. Throw it for real. Like, don't do that. I need Alabama Mac. I need a dirty dog out there. <laughs> I, don't, I can't have this just throwing muffins. We're not in a bakery, dude. Throw the ball. Yeah, the interesting thing about Mac Jones, and, and I, I hate to say that, you know, he's not a franchise quarterback, but, I mean, you, you just had a little bit of tape there. He, he's just not, and I'm going to tell you why. There's one, two, one quarterback that we can say is a pocket passing Burrow. quarterback. Joe Burrow. That's yeah. it. That is it. And Stafford made The game has changed at the quarterbacking position. That's right. And for whatever reason, the New England Patriots and their general manager, wait, that's Bill Belichick, he decided, you know what, I think I can find another Tom Brady. You can't. The, it, it, the game has changed. Look at the guys. Look at Caleb Williams. Look at Shador. Look at all these guys that are going to be coming into the league. Look who's in there now. If you can't do the things that you mentioned that he doesn't have, he doesn't have a big arm. Yeah. He doesn't beat you with his legs. He's not an improv quarterback that plays great off script. So when you look at that, their offense isn't built like it w- it's not. It's not built even up front for him to sit in the pocket and have all the time in the world and be a great decision maker. That's not going to win them games because he's not at that Brady level. Yep. And Brady had time to mature into that right. because the game was different. It wasn't a passing league. It was a run football first. And he had time to develop into that. So I don't think it's going to happen for Mac. I'm sorry. That's coaching analysis. What do you mean to say? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, there's no margin for error. Yeah. There's no margin for error. I mean, you, you don't get it. And their offensive line is full of error. Wow, I mean, listed really? all the things great quarterbacks have. Coming up, don't take shots at Julian Edelman. <laughs> commercial break. First of all, his co-worker. <laughs> Nick Sears. Coming up in uh, 10 short minutes. Afternoon headlines sponsored by Whole Foods Markets. Win game day with flavorful Whole Foods Market Catering. Got to order right now. Uh, if you thought Aaron Rodgers would be in a walking boot, you underestimated Aaron Rodgers. 
He's in a shoe. According to the latest interview he gave on the Pat McAfee program, there's nothing normal about how I'm attacking this rehab. Common practice about six weeks in a boot. I was in a shoe in 13 days. That's less than two weeks. He's in a shoe, dude. Yeah. Don't wear that boot. Give me my shoes. <laughs> I believe in your mental status and the power of will. I believe in making room for the miraculous to happen. Brew, your reaction to Aaron Rodgers possibly coming back to play football well, this year. Aaron Rodgers is clearly in a period of experimentation in his life. Sure. Searching. Um, looking at all these controversial remedies and cures and finding himself, to be honest. I mean, the darkness retreat, the immunization, like all this stuff. All right. He's in. That's why he's open to all this stuff. Hey, you never know. I know he's not coming back. All right. This, this year, year. Yeah. this year, there's no way. Cam Akers has the quickest return from an Achilles, right? Five months, 28 days. I think the Super Bowl if the Jets made the Super Bowl, would be five months from when he got injured. Also, they'd be so foul to have the Jets make the Super Bowl. <laughs> and they'd be right. Like, first of all, there's no way they're making the Super Bowl. If they did, we're going to stick with uh, Zach. All right? Exactly. And so, no, I, look, I'm glad he's attacking it, to use his words, because hopefully that'll help him out for next year. But, no, there's no way he's coming out. I don't know what type of cure, remedy, darkness retreats, or whatever he's talking about that he thinks is going to heal that Achilles. Yeah, for me, my, my, my immediate reaction is, you know, good for him that yeah. his, he has the right mindset. Uh, that, that's about all I got for you. Because as a soon-to-be 40-year-old in December, he's suffering a, a major injury from a major injury. We don't expect him to even come back and be the same player. We were wondering if he would come back and be a better player than what he was last year's version of Aaron Rodgers. Can he get back to the MVP season the year before? Mm -hmm. And only time is against him now. And so not being on the field, having that time, and you're coming off of this type of an injury, we've seen athletes across the board, basketball, baseball, now football. Like, we've seen better physically gifted athletes that haven't come back yep. and looked what they like they once were. I, it's going to be hard, yeah, but I'm I, glad he has the mental approach to where he's going to attack the rehab. Yeah, Wilds, I, I, I think Brew and Greg are being a little unfair here. Why? I don't know. I mean, anything we've learned from Aaron over the last 6, 12, 18 months is we should take him at his word. What he says is, you know, there's no reason to, you know, investigate further. He's very consistent on these things. And he said a lot of, I thought, noteworthy things in this interview. You know, he said he was referring to Travis Kelsey, and he called him Mr. Pfizer, which I know people were like, oh, that's, that's a shot. That's because Aaron Rodgers is anti-vax. But he's, remember, he told us he's not anti-vax no. at all. He's allergic to the vaccine. And then people were like, but wait. But th- then when you took the picture of Novak Djokovic, you crossed out Moderna. That That's weird. And you, when people were questioning you you said that was a big pharma scheme smearing your name but then you worked for woody johnson who gets the johnson johnson money but and then he says the mr pfizer thing but but he wouldn't be judging travis kelsey for taking the money from pfizer because aaron has told us be more curious less judgmental so i thought about that (laughs) and why he would take that shot because it clearly had nothing to do with his feelings on vaccination he's not anti-vax he's just just allergic allergic to something um so why else would he take a shot at Travis Kelsey? And I was like, oh, was he upset oh. that his big return to the spotlight to MetLife on national television oh. got upstaged a bit by Travis Kelsey's plus one? Would that make <laughs> a little more sense? And if that's the case, if it's someone that, you know, would appreciate people looking at them and talking about them and focus on them, would that person maybe... I don't know, embellish their recovery timeline to keep the story out there? If the Jets sneak a win here or there, play the Broncos, get to two and three, oh, you know, Aaron could be back. I mean, I, again, I, I want to be curious and not judgmental, and I, and I want to take a man who has been very consistent. He's 90% retired, going to play for the Packers. He plays for the Jets and is going to play five more years. There's no reason to parse any of these things. Uh, but the, the devil on my shoulder says no, no. that – no, I don't know, Wilds. No, I'm trying to be fair here, but maybe he has 
a stronger Achilles than every other human being ever. I don't know. I don't know. I want. I don't want to cast aspersions. No, Maybe he he's back in Thanksgiving. Who knows, guys? Let's at least open up the possibility to it. He was in a shoe in thir it took 13, 13 days. days. Most people shoe. it's six weeks. Not him. That's 42 days. He's in a shoe in 13 days. 13 days. So I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm guys. Numbers. I thought I thought Brew and Greg were really unfair there. And the guy said, I mean, <laughs> did anyone think he was going to win four MVPs? No, he did it. Exactly right. Exactly. Um, so you nailed it. Zach Wilson, watch out, buddy. Coming up. Cheers. <laughs> Well, it's Wednesday at 4 o'clock, which means it's time for me to set the stage of what happened last night. While celebrating Nick's birthday, an elite committee of analysts, savants, and some people who were just there for the cake, be 100% honest with you, <laughs> met near the ball pit of an abandoned Chuck E. Cheese to fight and toil and burn that midnight oil to assemble what is known across the media landscape as the best segment in sports television. It's an honor and a privilege it's time for Nick's Tears. Wilds, we appreciate the introduction as always, and we appreciated all those birthday salutations, but people were polite not to interrupt the committee meeting. Just a oh, little good. nice little good. top of the cap <laughs> for people that saw us out. All right, still all 32 teams on the tiers, mm. but we are getting to the time where some no. will be eliminated oh, from no. the tiers. So let's reveal the bottom oh, row, if we may, uh -oh. getting to that time. Yeah, those four teams, <clears throat> any or all of them, or those five teams, could be eliminated any week now. They have, between those teams, they have three victories. They are not impressive. They do not look good, and they seem to all be one eye on the team this year, and except for the Panthers, one eye on the upcoming quarterback class. Next group, intermittently frisky. For pieces of games, these teams look good. It's been almost impossible for any of these teams to play a good 60 minutes, but all of them for different pieces or quarters. Sure. The Raiders have good opening and closing drives. They're a disaster in the middle. The Vikings move the ball, and then Kirk Cousins throws a red zone turnover. The Cardinals have a fun team. The Saints have a good defense, and the Jets have a good defense. They're intermittently frisky. These teams are all devastatingly disappointed. For the Steelers and the Falcons, it's very simple. They thought they might have a quarterback. They know they do not. For the Chargers and for the Bengals, this was the last year before those quarterback extensions really kick in, where they have the cheap quarterback. They thought they could compete for championships this year. Unfortunately, they cannot. All right, next group. Actually, still fun. Quarter of the way through the season. I enjoy watching Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud. Puka Nakua is must-see TV. And the Titans are attempting to build the entire offense out of Derrick Henry. And I don't blame them for it. Can you throw touchdown passes for us, too? Those teams are all still fun to watch. Jury's still out. These teams could, any of them, finish 6-11. and 11. Any of them could finish 11-6. and six. I'm not sure. The, I have liked some of Jordan Love's clutch play, but on a down-to-down -down basis, he's been wildly erratic. The Browns have a great defense, massive questions on offense. Washington, I really have no handle on it. That, is that a good team, a bad team? I'm not certain. And the Jags, of course, have been disappointing through four weeks. However, they have a massive game this weekend in their second home in London against the Buffalo Bills. Could turn the season around. Middle child syndrome, what do I mean by this? All right, so if I were to describe a team to you, won eight or nine games last year, they have a retread quarterback, they're three and one, you might say, well, who are you describing? Everybody's favorite, the lovable Detroit Lions overachieving, or the Seattle Seahawks, oh, but then stuck in the middle. Hmm. The team that fits the exact same profile, oh, yet nobody cares about them. Nobody wants to give them any love Sad and respect. <laughs> Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Bucks. All three of these teams have the same profile, same record, and were very similar last year, yet one of them is treated, you know, a little differently than the others. <laughs> Next, might be a piece away. These teams might have enough to win the Super Bowl. They also all might need to add one more thing. The Eagles might need a back seven piece. They just might need to add someone either in linebacking or secondary to help that defense. The Dolphins might need someone that can stop the run. And the Ravens, I can't believe I'm saying this, they might need a wide receiver. Oh, They have Zay Flowers, but after drafting, I mean, they definitely have Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews, but they still might be a receiver short, especially because of all the running back injuries they've had. Something's got to give. Cowboys Niners this mm. week. Either Dallas gets over the hump and folks start to question Purdy just a bit, or 
San Francisco has Dallas's number officially, and no matter how well the Cowboys do the rest of the year, it's a cloud hanging over them all season that, yeah, great, but you can't beat the Niners. You're going to have to play the Niners. Must be that time of year. You see that? <laughs> Spirit Halloween's popping up. Pumpkin spice latte in the air. You see the leaves changing and the Buffalo Bills are everyone's favorite. And Josh Allen is the MVP front runner. It's, you can set your clock to it. And then, of course, at the top of the tiers. Come on. Oh. Be honest. Guys, be honest. Come on. Be honest. Be honest. You know. You, you know who doesn't have a bias in this? Las Vegas. You know who they have as the favorites? Come on. Yeah. My be honest. You know, you know who you, you know who right now is the scariest team? The team that the biggest question about them is their passing game. And the passing game is quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Come on. It's fair. Greg. Come on. It's fair. Be yeah. honest. Come on. You know Come it. on. You know it. Be honest. You, know what? you don't want to play him. I don't even yeah. want to touch that because I don't Because agree. you're being honest. Come on. No, I'm not being honest. I mean, if this, if this is Vegas odds, then okay. Put it's not Vegas top. odds. Exactly. Okay. It's Knicks tears, Go and ahead. it's going to be just like Vegas odds. Always against City <laughs> Chiefs at the top. Anyway, I look For at For the record, the, last year, seven weeks the Chiefs stop are at the top. Stop seven it. weeks. Stop it. <laughs> it's not last year. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking at this, I, I'm looking at the Detroit Lions, and I'm looking like they should swap spots with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I was Shots torn fired, here. I know. You know, I, I, I feel like the Baltimore nowhere. Ravens, I'm starting to look at them a little fraudulent, but I'll focus on the Lions. When you look at the Lions, they beat your team Such at the top. Straight. Yes. Don't care about who was there, who's not. That's yeah, the yeah, name why of would the, that matter? I mean, yeah. don't don't get me started on the Baltimore Ravens and yeah. their wins of who's there and who's not. But the Detroit Lions, they have a quarterback that's been competent. They built around him, and he's looked great. Jared Goff is that guy. They have a, a running game that's impactful. They look look at them defensively. Yes, do they need to shore up some things in the back end? Yes. But however, they can get after the quarterback. They can stop the run, number one team, and rush defense and all of football. I look at this Detroit Lions team, and then I look at their schedule, and I say, why not? Oh. This is why I favor them. If we can look at their schedule, they got the Panthers coming up. Then they got the team that you got. Why right next one in Tampa. the middle there that game. we don't know about, yeah. and then we got we're gonna see week seven. Yeah, because they got they got those Baltimore Ravens who I'm starting to kind of think is a little fraudulent. Wow. But one thing I can hang my hat on and believe this Detroit Lions team, the way they played Thursday night in Lambeau yeah. on the road, a place where they everyone says Jared Goff can't go on the road. Well, and that is he's true. a completely different quarterback, yep. but he won in Kansas City. He won in Lambeau. I mean, where else do you want him to win? So I, I like the Detroit Lions. I think they should move up and be swapped with the Baltimore Ravens. Well, listen, the, the, I'm just glad someone's the heat's going to move from me to Greg about the Ravens' death. <laughs> so Drew can now ask you know, time for Greg you know to what? apologize to the I'm Ravens. I'm sitting on this I, desk with three Ravens hate. Wilds is not well, I don't know Ravens where Wilds is. You've got to stop. I don't think he's in. with us. But hold on. I don't think he's with us. So I think the <laughs> I, I understand the, the point that you're making. I actually, in the direct Lions Ravens comp. I have been impressed, really impressed, with one exception of how Lamar has played. I thought in week three he played very poorly and they won. I think it was week three. And also with the Ravens, I'm retroactively giving them more credit for the unimpressive week one win over Houston. (laughs) Because we all thought Houston was going to be terrible. And instead, Houston has been in it and is a a more than competent team. So now I look back on that, I'm like, beat them 25 to 9. And we were like, "Ah, it wasn't that good. On on, on Detroit's front, (laughs) where I do want to give Detroit massive credit is this. It is very clear there are two Jared Goffs. Jared Goff with a clean pocket, not under pressure, and Jared Goff when he has pressure in his face. And Dan Campbell prioritized building up an offensive line that will keep him clean, and now they get Jamal Williams back early from the gambling suspension. So I'm bullish on the Lions Mm -hmm. to a degree. They do have the single best win of any team in the NFL in years, some would say, going to Kansas City and winning the way they did on a first night. But I think they're in the right spot on the two. All right, since Greg wouldn't go there, I will. Yeah. The Chiefs should not be at the top. The San Francisco 49ers should be at the top of the tiers. And I get it that, yeah, they are one of only two undefeated teams left in the league. I get it, though. It's not the standings. But after four games, Mm -hmm. when you've only played four games, each game matters more. 
It's not like we're in week 11 where it's, oh, this team is 9-2, and two, this team is 10-1. and one. What's the difference? Each game takes on an added significance when you're this early in the season. And San Francisco has clearly been the best team in football. They have not scored fewer than 30 points in any of their games. They've got a top five offense. They got a top five defense. Put them up, stack them up against the Chiefs and the Bills. Who's got the best receivers? The Niners. Who's got the best running back? The Niners. The defense, if you want to say Buffalo or San Francisco, you can argue between that. The Chiefs aren't in that discussion. Good defense, but not what the Niners and the Bills have. So the Niners, this is this is major league disrespect. They should be at the top of these tiers, Nick. Okay, the Niners yeah. have looked great. They are yet to play a team that anyone believes is going to make the playoffs. So I would like to see them do that this week. They've beaten Pittsburgh, the Rams, the Giants, and the Cardinals. And while I believed in Pittsburgh going into the year, the and I think you did as well, that the Pittsburgh has, I think, gone in the wrong direction, not just because of that Niners game. Maybe you could argue the Rams are a little better than we expected at this point, but probably not a playoff team. I think I have the Niners in the exact right spot. Again, they are not. I understand that most people would like the two undefeated teams to be atop the uh, to be atop the tiers, but that's. What are your local Marriott? Philly exactly. shouldn't be. No, Philly exactly. shouldn't the, be. The, the, the Niners spot. have exactly. been small The Chiefs yeah, beat Zach Wilson. Uh, he they, gave them all they wanted. They beat Trevor Lawrence. Which beat, doesn't look that impressive they, now. Oh, Just like you said, Houston looks Bears. impressive. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, they totally shut down the Bears Trevor in the Jacksonville does look impressive. Denver Broncos and forced to, you know, made him cut Randy Gregory. And they lost. Can I make it a uh, – I'm going to put a stake in the ground on the Chargers. I'd like That's, the Chargers to move up at least to actually still fun to maybe middle child syndrome. I think the Chargers, first of all, you got Justin Herbert. So Justin Herbert's playing great. Granted, his hand looks mangled, but <laughs> they're on a bye, so it's going to have time to heal. Justin Herbert's great. Third most points in the AFC. It goes Dolphins, which is kind of weird. you got to take that 70-point game and kind of put it to the side. But still, you're number one. Bills, Chargers, and then the Chiefs. So I, I still the like Chiefs that. Chiefs offense stunk. That's crazy. Third, fourth most points in the AFC. Beat up on the Bears. Okay, He's, go ahead. Uh, But the Chargers are just you. steadily rolling. Take away uh, the Bears. And then I just want to get ahead of this. When you look at the schedule, they've got the bye. Yeah. Then what happens? Oh, they're about to once lose back to they beat schedule. the Cowboys because they're once, extra. Once they beat, once like they it. beat okay, the wow. Cowboys, everyone is going like, wow, look at the Chargers. I think this early buy ends up hurting them later in the year, but I think they will come out of that buy. Dallas will either be totally deflated after losing the 49ers or totally elated. Either way, it's going to be a rough physical game. Uh, San Diego, San Diego Chargers are going to have plenty of time to rest. They're going to get that W. I just want to. Put it out there. Okay, that's early. Okay, so early on. Here is what I appreciate what you're doing. You guys know I like Justin Herbert. I didn't think he played well at all, actually, in this past <clears> week, <throat> but they were able to get the win despite it. You cannot overcome what they have. They have two disadvantages that are unlike almost any other team in the league. One is their their coach, who once upon a time I liked, seems to have totally oh. lost the plot. Not because okay. of the fourth down stuff, Brew, but because he was brought in because he was supposed to be a great defensive mastermind. Yeah. And the defense, defense despite having a ton of talent, yeah. is stinks. And you just showed me they have a home game. The Los Angeles Chargers against the Dallas Cowboys. Who's going to be in a silent count? Who's going to right in that game have the home field advantage? The Dallas Cowboys. So I don't believe I think the Chargers are about to go from two and two to two and four and having already used the bye. So no, I'm not buying them. So you watch. Okay. You watch. Time for Burrow to sit down. Probably. Hey college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Joe Burrow has gone two weeks without throwing a touchdown. Statistically, he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Any thought about maybe resting a little bit, Zach Taylor? No. Take a listen. Zach, are you anticipating Joe Burrow starting to play on this week, this week's game against friends? Yeah. That's a strange question. Yeah. Well, I mean, to kind of follow up, though, I mean, do you feel like he's healthy enough to run a good offense? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I do. It's not a strange question. No. It's a very strange answer it, it, to the question. The posture the, is it, even strange. All of it, like, I, in a weird way, that answer is th- totally, and I know he's not meaning to do this, but throwing Burrow under the bus. What that answer is saying is, yeah, I, why are you even asking? He's a totally healthy player. Yeah, like, well, if he's a totally healthy player, then something is way worse than a calf strain is wrong with Joe Burrow. Because Wilde says one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. By the stats, he's been the worst. Mm-hmm. He's been, now that all of a sudden Zach Wilson's got a good game under his belt, he has the worst passer rating in the league, the lowest yards per attempt in the league. He's 32nd and 29th in the other two major passing categories. And he's doing it, but I know now T. Higgins is hurt, but with arguably the best pair of receivers in football. Mm-hmm. And so there is, I, I, you guys know where I stand on this. I think they are being reckless. And I think Zach Taylor, who once upon a time there were major Zach Taylor questions that we thought had been answered by their success the last couple of years. I think Zach Taylor right now is, is like Roadrunner in the old cartoons. Like, if I run off the cliff, as long as I don't look down, I'll be fine. Like, if I just pretend my quarterback's fine, he's going to be fine. That's not the reality on the ground right now. Look, I don't think it's a strange question, obviously. But what his answer tells me is he's hurt. Not injured. You hear that? You know that? You're injured, you can't play. You're hurt, you're in pain, you're far from 100%, but you can play. Tom Brady played through a torn MCL an entire season, we've been told. Remember Justin Herbert last year Mm -hmm. with the ribs? He played every game. It looked like the dude looked like he was on death's door with those ribs when he first got hurt. We've seen guys play through broken fingers, which I know isn't a calf, but they, their doctors, Joe Burrow, all of the people in Cincinnati apparently are saying, this is a painful thing. We know you're not 100%, but, but you can play. But I, but can we see guys do that? Oh, go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. I just, I don't get it. I don't care about doctors saying that you're cleared. I've been, I've played in this league, right? And I've had injuries where I've been cleared to play and I was not healthy enough to play. I should not have been out there, but I didn't stop myself and neither did anyone else step up to the plate and say, Greg, don't be out there until they saw something on the field that told them he shouldn't be out there. He's not good enough to be out there. That's what we're seeing with Joe Burrow, man. Well, what's the it, percentage threshold? Because he clear, we know it's, it's he's not, for every he's not 100%. It's but different for every Is player. he 70, 60%? But the reason why you're naming all those other individuals is because clearly they were able to still perform at a high well, level the while being injured. Well, can he get better, though? I think they're, they think – We've he seen will four get weeks. better, right? But they think it, you're gonna get right. getting can, better. Can I, can, Wild, go ahead. Oh, can I say something? Yeah. There is no possible way that if I had a calf strain, my doctor would be like, "It's something a little controversial. It's hard to get you on the roster, but the best thing for you is go out and play a professional football game. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna heal you up." There's, it just makes zero sense I, that, that being tackled by 300-pound men is going to be a benefit. But also. Here's the thing, and this is where I am not putting any of this on Joe. If I, if, if I had some, uh, something wrong with my voice, and I was talking like this, and I was like, guys, I can do this it. This has literally happened during the show. The, no, but, I'm, <laughs> no, but it has. Remember, you the, came in sick. Yeah, you're like, okay, bro. The, oh, no, and, and, and that was right. And that was we were still and that, But that was for, that was for a day. Right. Yeah. And I came in, and then I came in the next day. And I came in the next day, and all of a sudden, we get the daily ratings. The ratings were the worst they've ever been. And they keep – who's – ultimately, At some point. you would blame <laughs> yeah. my boss for not saying, Nick, we love you. Until you're better, we are better without you. That's right. You are I don't not only they're better without him. They can't be worse, bro. Yeah, they can. He's How? The, How? He's the because Jake Browning probably can't. I don't think they win one game without Joe Burrow. I don't think oh. they win that game last. Okay. You, we, but, you can't. You don't know that. What we but, do of know right now. We don't now, know, but we, we know that the backups not that never thrown an NFL pass. Yes, but or that, one. But yeah, yeah, one. he's thrown one. one. But but then hold on. I guess this would be my argument, and this would again go back to the bosses, the management of the coach if your backup quarterback is not able to give you up 
improvement on Correct. worst quarterback in the league, oh my then God. you've done a bad job with he the roster. He shouldn't be a year backup quarterback. The, the, your but backup hold on, the quarterback. worst quarterback in the league is technically the 32nd best quarterback in the league. The, and the backups are all better than that okay. last worst but if starter. You, but if you are not willing to give him a shot to see if he can be uh, Gardner Minshew, Mitch Trubisky level play, play for you, Jameis Winston, then you've wasted a roster spot. And it's not like it'd be like, well, we spent a high draft pick on this guy, so we're developing him. It's not that. This is a failure by the Bengals. They are, they are putting, an in, in my opinion, an injured, in your opinion, a hurt. Either way, a player who is nowhere close to 100% out mm-hmm. there. He keeps getting his ass kicked. He looks nothing like we've ever seen him look at LSU or with Cincinnati. And the coach is asked about it. He's like, why are you asking me about the quarterback? Yeah. We're asking about the quarterback. Because it doesn't look like Joe Burrow. And then he's holding his elbow on the sideline when he gets stuck. And what can potentially happen, which I hope it doesn't happen, is he might get hurt, whether it's his calf or something else. And then you know what he's going to say? You think Joe should have been out there? Well, I mean, we, he was clear to play. We knew he was healthy enough. To, but in the back of his mind, everyone in that building, within that organization, knows Joe Burrow should technically not be on the field. He does not make us better. We hope because of what we've seen, he still gives us the best opportunity to win a football game. But that is just not the case right now after four weeks of play. Right. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson cleared the play. He's like, ah, I'm going to sit this one. Right, and people going to criticize him. Tomorrow at 4 o'clock, it's the most motivational segment in all sports. It's the butt list. A lot of good things you could say about Baker, Brew. His stats are good. Wins are there. The biggest compliment I think you could give to Baker, he's him. Take a listen to Bucks GM Jason Light with Peter Schrager. He's a freaking awesome dude. <laughs> he's a dude. And the players saw it right away. I mean, he's whether he's taking the linemen to the Bahamas, uh, you know, during uh, on our break during camp before the first, uh, you know, after final cuts uh, to go golf. Um, or he's... He's spotted around town at dive bars with a different group of position group with receivers, with Mike Evans, you know, um, with uh, Godwin, with these guys. He he really knows. He's not doing. It's not fake. He really knows how to how to be a dude with the team, and and they love it. Going to dive bars. entire case for Kyle Trask was things Jason Light said about him, and now you know what he's saying about Baker. He's off the leash. That was man. a lot of that. He's the. He's the that, that's keep that same shirt. Keep that same bro, energy. That's I, all bro, I'm saying. I'm it's Browns four Browns. games in, which is okay? half of his Here, career. Here's left what I will say. To you. I'm glad to see the executives, the coaches, finally big up in Baker Mayfield. Oh, because oh. when I'm tired of seeing them give these press conferences that are supposed to be like Baker time. Mayfield is great. Baker Mayfield's our starter. We are here, baby. We are back. And all I hear is praises of Kyle Trask. This was Thank you, Jason. I'm Bro. glad you finally gave Baker some credit. Bro. But I remind you, oh. and I warn you, <laughs> it is week five, baby. Slow your roll. What? So wait. Slow your roll. So you are glad he gave him credit? Yeah. I'm glad he gave him credit yeah. finally, but slow your roll. Speak is up now. Y'all talking like, oh, we, we there. 